Hey friends, this is Holly Goodman, and you're listening to Isaac's Autism Wild podcast, where we focus on topics related to raising loved ones touched by autism and its impact on relationships and family. I'll be sharing some of my personal parenting experiences, raising my son Isaac, who passed away in 2007, as well as an entirely different parenting experience as I now raise my son Caleb, who never ceases to blow my mind with his beautiful autism perspectives. So grab a drink and join me as I interview this week's group of exceptional autism parents. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Isaac's Autism Wild podcast. Today, we are talking about birthday party COVID concepts because we've now been in COVID with restrictions for darn near a year. It's been just a few days short of a year. So there has not been one person that has uh, had a birthday this year that didn't have to deal with the COVID restrictions. Now, I will be the first one to tell you that my adorable son, Tyler, uh, he is a March 16th birthday. So he was one of the very first kids that had to forego a birthday party. And I have to be honest with you, I didn't even try and do anything because it was so new. So like kind of scary because we didn't really know what to expect and everything was locked down. Pretty much the only thing you could do is like grocery stores. Um, and even then there was, you know, a lot of social distancing. So I didn't even try and do a birthday party for him. And he's, for me, he was my last birthday of the season, if you will, because then I have a break until December. And then my December in December is when my first my because I have four kids, so then I December and January are the other three kids. So I had a long gap before I had to contemplate birthday parties. So I asked guests to join me today to give me some ideas of what they did for quarantine birthday parties, or if you have any grand ideas, maybe you haven't had a chance to implement them yet, but I just want to hear from everybody. What things have you guys done for birthday parties during COVID? So we'll start with Tanya since she's the top of my Brady Bunch of my grid here, because we're still recording virtually because we still have social distancing measures in place. Tanya, what have you now? You have had birthday parties during COVID, correct? Yes. And um, now remind me, what, what months are the boys' birthdays? Um, my eight-year-old's birthday is in November, and my 10-year-old with autism, his birthday is June. Okay. So let's talk about your son in June, because you had gotten a little used to COVID restrictions by the time your son, whose birthday is in June, came around. Did you do anything special? Like, how did you guys handle his birthday? I actually did not do anything special. I see. Okay. So now you're making me feel very validated here, Tanya. Bless your heart. I, I appreciate you. I will say I have gotten ideas from things that other parents have done. So oh, good. I want to hear all about these because well, I, so this is, um, so Logan's birthday's in June, June 24th. And, um, he has a friend from school whose birthday is literally a day after his, and I'm friends with his friend's mom, we know each other. And she had texted me because her son had his birthday and they did a whole, they went and got cupcakes. And what they did is they drove around to all his friend's house and they delivered, they delivered cupcakes to the kids. That is really smart because my niece's birthday was in, I guess it was April. Her birthday was in April right after, you know, with the initial shutdown. So people did the drive-by birthdays and they would, we had her outside and they would drive by and they would have balloons that they would drop out the window and honk as they went by. But I love that idea of actually switching that up and then driving around and delivering the cupcakes to mm -hmm. your friends. I think that is actually almost way better because it, it drags out, it like extends the excitement. You know what I mean? Now with that friend that did that, did they then 
you know, allow the kids to chat a little bit when you're delivering the cupcakes? Did they chat with you? Yeah. Guys? Um, so, um, well, they had their other kids in the car because she has um, four kids. They came by. And so actually we spent time while her kids were in the car. We spent time chatting. Wasn't that nice though? Yes. Because you forget how how much you as a parent need that connection too. I you okay, isn't it funny guys? Help me out here. But before COVID, when we would be invited to birthday parties, I, I would think to myself, oh, I'm so busy. And so now I'm gonna have to sit at the birthday party and like do the little chit chat thing while the birthday party is happening. And you know, like it's not that I don't adore the people, but you just get so busy. And in my mind, all I'm preoccupied with is like all the things I'm gonna have to still get done. But now post COVID exactly what you're talking about because you've missed people so much I can only imagine that it was as nice for you to chat with that mom as it was for the kids getting the cupcakes yes and the nice thing was you know because you know um I know her and she knows me so they she got cupcakes for both my kids even though it's Logan's friend so all my kids got a cupcake which was nice and it was literally the day after Logan's birthday too so that was also nice yes it almost like it handled your a little bit of celebration for you as well that is wonderful Pre-COVID, I'm not a very big birthday planner to begin with. Oh, you're so not. Pre- <laughs> Can I make a confession? Okay. Because yeah. I have had four children and I will tell you that Isaac and Tyler's birthday parties when they were younger were much more elaborate than the birthday party efforts I put together now. And I feel really bad about that because like there are, okay. And here's another mom confession here. Caleb's birthday is in January, which is just a few weeks from my biggest fundraising event of the year for the Isaac foundation, which is our taste of hope auction. It was canceled this year. So Caleb's birthday has always been super lackluster. And there are years where I just didn't have the capacity just with everything going on to even do a birthday party, but he was young and I figured he wouldn't be traumatized because he wouldn't know. And then of course, when, now that he is older and he is aware of it, his birthdays by far are the most lame because I'm just so overwhelmed and stressed out from all of the auction preparation. So this year, which sucked about it was we didn't have the auction. The auction got canceled because of COVID. And so you would think, oh, this is going to be the year I'm going to do an awesome birthday party for Caleb. And guess what? I can't because everything is still shut down and locked down. So I didn't even get to do anything super awesome for Caleb's birthday party. Don't feel bad because we really don't go all out for birthday parties like some people do. Like pre-COVID, so Logan's birthday party this year was just really small. But um, the year before, what we did is instead, because I'm not big on planning and his birthday's right at the start of summer, which is a bunch of families go on vacation. Yeah. The year before we just said, let's do something that you want to do for the day as a family. And that's what we did. We went to triple play in Idaho. So he got to do like laser tag, miniature golf, bowling, go-karts. And we just did that as a family. Yeah. And you know what? I think that's going to be far more memorable than having a birthday party with a bunch of friends. And yeah, I'm with you there. Um, I... If anyone is listening and maybe your kids are still young, be careful about getting into the the expectation of the big elaborate birthday parties. Because that's the problem too, is, is that like with Tyler, he's always had the, he had the better birthdays because again, I was younger. I was, you know, like that mom that, you know, I was just, you know, parenthood was exciting and new. And of course I wasn't exhausted because I had four kids at that point. And so now Tyler's expectation of birthday parties is so much higher than like what Caleb's expectation is of birthday parties and Kelly's. So, and then here's my other thing with Kelly was Kelly's birthday is December 1st. 
And so her birthday party always kind of rolls around the time frame of our Isaac Foundation's Taste of Gingerbread, gingerbread decorating event. And what her favorite thing to do is, which actually I'm, I'm kind of loving, is she likes to invite people to come to the Taste of Gingerbread event and decorate gingerbread houses. And I'm like, wonderful. Awesome. Let's do it. Because, you know, again, I'm already having to host an event for a lot of people and it's messy. It's icky. And she just thinks it's the best thing ever. And so there's this much to me that feels a little bit guilty because I'm, I'm getting an escape. Like really it's Anna and Andrea with my office that do the lion's share of, they even actually remind me, did you get her a birthday cake? And I'm like, crap, I forgot the birthday cake. But again, Taste of Gingerbread got canceled this year, like everything else. And so she was a good sport about it. But yeah, I'm telling any parent here, Antonia, I'm sure you would agree, like, don't get your kids' expectations up too much for these birthday party things, because it's a lot of work. And um, as we know, then, of course, during COVID, it it sucks. And and also because of when both my kids' birthdays fall, it's harder to, to have big elaborate parties because Logan's beginning of summer and Collins is the week of Thanksgiving. Yes. Okay. Tanya, that is so funny that you say that. Do you know that they tried to deliver my daughter the week before her due date? Her due date was December 1st and they wanted to deliver her a week early because I was having some, she was a very big baby and I was having some complications and I refused because of that reason, Tanya, because it's like, but that's Thanksgiving. Do you know how hard it will be to have to deal with a birthday around Thanksgiving all the time? Tanya. Colin was born on Black Friday. See? Yeah. Okay. And I specifically, and my doctor was like, I think this is really risky. And I was like, I'm not doing it. You can't make me have my baby if I don't want to have my baby. So I refused. And so I had her December 1st because that was our, that was our compromise. December 1st, which was her due date. I agreed to um, deliver by C-section. So isn't that funny? Taylor, my other guest, Taylor is joining me. I can't wait to hear. Now you have one adorable little girl. So have you Throughout her life, have you always done big birthday parties or moderate birthdays or just pretty basic birthday parties? What is in a normal COVID, non-COVID year, what have birthday parties looked like for little Miss Skyler? We've done the t- typical birthday parties. Uh, I w- we would do something different every year. Like one year we did YMCA. One year we did a couple years we did Chuck E. Cheese. One year we did McDonald's. That's really it. Um, and remind me, this is her birthday. Um, April 8th, so it's about a month away. Okay, so she was one of the early girls that lost a birthday because of COVID. So what did you guys yeah. do right after the shutdown? Did you guys do anything special? How did you guys handle that? We didn't really do anything special because I didn't know how to go about it. I didn't even know about the drive-by birthday parties till after her birthday. I didn't know they were a thing. Like, I, I mean, I sort of heard, I mean, I heard about them in Spokane, but with living in Cheney, I'm going, well, nobody's going to come all the way out to Cheney just to drive by my house. I would have, I have a little circuit. When I find out that (laughs) autism families are having birthday parties and they're looking for people to drive by, I make my husband get in one of the fire department small vehicles. That's right, John. We drive by with license and sirens. A siren system, the kiddo likes it, but we, have we have a little circuit that we do like if people notify us I put it on the calendar and I make sure he has his small work truck so we can go and at least have a small vehicle some some life so I go a lot of places so just you know that's right that's good to know I I just it's just I don't know it was just kind of overwhelming to think about yeah what to do so we really just stayed home and I literally just uh open presents and uh I made boxed cake that tasted horrible. Um, really? 
Why? Yeah. It, why? I, see, that is my go-to, Taylor. So you're telling me that a box cake can taste it's horrible? It's why? too, well, I guess it's not horrible. It's too sweet. It was too sweet for me. Like I felt like I had diabetes on the first bite. So. <laughs> okay. So what so. do you normally do for a cake then? I normally go to do a, do a, we normally go get a cake at Safeway, which is just as sugary, but, and now I just don't like cake in general. Now I just don't like cake. Um, in fact, uh, this year I just got Skylar a cheesecake from Yolks because it's something we can all eat. I go, I go, I even told her we're getting something that we're all going to eat. You know, we, we can all eat. And she's like, okay. You know what, Taylor, that is a really good point. My so. kids got turned on to cheesecake not too long ago. So um, my husband's birthday is February 18th. And when we went to pick out a cake for him, guess what the kids kids vote was? A cheesecake. Because, yep. Right. It's not too sweet. And we did the variety pack. So there was all sorts of, there was fruit ones and then chocolate ones and then, you know, pretty basic ones in there. So everybody, it was a variety pack that we got at Walmart. So yeah. Very simple and it's good. It, yes. And you don't get that bitter frosting taste either. Yeah. So. Kids have always been the kiddos that when we would go to birthday parties, they pull all the frosting off of the cupcake or the piece of cake and just eat the cake cake. No, they don't eat the frosting. They actually oh, oh, they don't eat the frosting. Okay. Yeah, they don't. I'd rather eat the cake part than the frosting. Yeah. So like for the longest time, Tyler would decapitate his um, cupcake and just pull the top off and put it off to the side and then eat the bottom part of the cupcake because he doesn't like, he didn't like frosting. So um, yeah. So, and I was okay with that because, you know, I had mostly boys and boys and sugar are just a deadly combination. Mm -hmm. Uh, Good God. So now she has a birthday coming up in April. Mm -hmm. And so do you have, um, have you refined what you're going to do for her birthday this year? Now keep in mind for those that are listening, we're in Washington state. And so Washington is still, we're only on, I guess, phase two. Phase two, and our state has not even officially actually written a phase three or a phase four, what that will look like for us. So we can do restaurants, but the capacity is only 25%. And um, yeah, that's pretty much really anything that we do is limited to 25% if we're in a business. So, Healer, what does that look like? What are you guys planning on doing for her birthday this year? Well, it's kind of complicated because. Uh... And her birthday, even though I've done birthday parties before, it's never been easy to do one because one, I, sh- I share her birthday with her dad every other year. Okay. So that, so I have to consider that. Um, and her birthday is on the extended weekend that her dad has her this year. So I won't be able to get to celebrate her birthday or the weekend with her, which is fine. It, it's, it's life. Uh, and then I'm not celebrating her weekend the weekend before because that's Easter weekend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I've got Easter. I got to work around too, because uh, nobody's going to spend time. Double. She gets a double celebration. She gets a little yeah. Easter and then so, she gets, yeah, the yeah. birthday. That's awesome. What a lucky. So lucky. what I'm doing this year, and I'm only going to do it if the weather is good. I decided we're just going to go. I'm going to meet with two different groups of small friends. Like I have two different groups of friends, so I'm not going to do one big thing or anything. I like, I am going to meet with a small group of Cheney friends at a Cheney park and do something and just play at the park. It's not even a birthday party. I just, I literally, I don't, this, this birthday party sign. I feel like the term birthday parties intimidate people now. Yeah. So I just called it a park day. So, Hey, let's get together let's get together and just have fun and 
I'll make some a little bit of snacks and we they could play at the park. And then so I'm going to do one day at a park in Cheney. And then um, the next day I'm gonna, we're going to go to Discovery Park and meet with more of my Spokane friends. But like I said, it's going to be only three or four people. Yeah, it's not even going to be a birthday party, just park days. I, I'm just calling them park days. Yeah. And that's the thing. I will tell you that my threshold for comfort is if it's an outdoor activity where they can be outdoors, I feel a lot more comfortable than that for that. When you're then doing some of these indoor, like, you know, wild walls, some of these jumping places, it's just, um, you know, I'm really, I'm uncomfortable. Like I know that our risk factors are better because, you know, we don't have pre-existing conditions. My mm-hmm. husband is a um, first responder. So he is fully vaccinated, but still in the back of your mind, you would hate to get take people to a place where they would potentially get sick and then it could become a, a real serious problem. So the outdoor park thing sounds doable. You know what I mean? Because there's a lot yeah. that you can do outdoors. And um, so I think that's a great idea. And the Discovery Park, um, Taylor, you want to explain the Discovery Park so people who may not be in our area know kind of know what kind of park it is. It's a cool park. It's kind of a sensory. It's kind of a sensory friendly park, is what I describe it as. There's like climbing wall there. There is there is a splash pad there, but I there, but I hope they don't turn it on too early. I don't think unless it's really nice out. Call it Um, a developmental inclusive playground is I think what the official term is. It's an inclusive playground. So it's very sensory oriented so that it supports the sensory of everyone. Speaking of which, uh, uh, downtown Spokane is going to have one of those same parks pretty soon as well. Yes, they've actually already had um, elements of it are open. I don't know if it's completely finished. Tommy, do you know if it's completely finished yet? I honestly don't know. I haven't been down there in a while. Yes. So I thought that elements of it were open, but there might have been a couple things that weren't finished, but it's an inclusive park. So it takes in consideration like the exploration and play needs of everyone, including those that have disabilities. So it has, and that's the same thing with the Discovery Park. They have really cool swings that actually have, are the size that it for an adult and it's a full body harness that you can strap them in and they can play on it. So it's super cool. Like I'm, you know, five foot seven and weigh, you know, 140 pounds and I can sit in one of those swings and I can be strapped in there and I can totally swing to my heart's content because it's just an inclusive opportunity. And so the Valley, Spokane Valley, Mirabu area has this discovery park and then they just put one in downtown Spokane. So they are awesome. Port d'Alene at McEwen Park has something similar too. Yeah. And again, they have different sensory experiences where um, do they still tailor have the place where um, it's actually even like a water table where it has like sand in it and then they can add water depending on the time of the year so they can play in the sand? I am not sure, but I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. And so then, of course, it sounds like something they'd have. Yeah. So then kids that are in wheelchairs can just push right up to it and they don't have to be on the ground to be able to use it. It's super awesome. So yeah, the, the inclusive parks are the cat's meow. And so I'm glad that downtown Spokane is, is getting theirs ready. And if it's not finished, it should be this spring. It's definitely a go. So it's very cool. So Taylor, you kind of mentioned this is that at the time of Taylor's birthday, the very first one during quarantine, you hadn't even heard about the drive-by events. Like, is there anything else that like in hindsight, where you heard of people doing certain things that you were like, oh man, I wish I would have thought of that. I know what some of Logan's classmates have done this year because, you know, we're learning remotely. And so, um, so at times we have to do supply pickup at the school, which is fine. It's easy. It's close to all of us. 
Yeah. So uh, um, some of his classmates who have had birthdays, they've still done the whole put together goodie bags and they put them out at the school for kids to pick, come and pick up if you want one. Wow, that's a good idea. I haven't even heard of that one. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. So Logan, both my kids this year have gotten numerous goodie bags from kids in their class because they put them out at the school and the teacher just emails everyone letting them know that it'll be out on this and this day to come pick up for this child's birthday. And so that's a way that they've also been able to share birthdays. Logan's having a little bit of an issue this year. This is the first and probably only year in his life he will actually be in school on his birthday. Really? Oh yeah, because it got extended because of So they started to, so the start date was pushed back two weeks late and then we lost another week. So three weeks late due to the air quality. Yeah. So now school has extended through the last week of June and Logan is not excited about being in school on his birthday. Even though I've told him, I was like, it's the second last day of school. I can guarantee you, you will not be doing much work that day. Oh no, but I have to be honest with him. I would be totally like mad okay so here's where my birthday lies I'm an August late August birthday so when you talk about your son and being the very first part of summer vacation I hear you because you know my birthday is always around Labor Day weekend and that was always the time that families would go out for one last family camping trip or activity or something like that so I never had a birthday party as a kid because my birthday just sucked now some years, these school districts want to push up the start date to being my birthday. And that just makes me mad on a personal level, because as, as a mom, I'm then having to sacrifice my birthday plans because I now have to get kids to school. And it just really rubs me the wrong way. So you tell him that Polly sympathizes because it is just not okay for those school districts to mess around with our birthdays. <laughs> I just don't like it. It's not fair. But I told, I've told him, I was like, this is probably the only year in your entire life that you will actually be in school on your birthday. Yes. It's, it's an abnormal year. Yes, it is true, but it still doesn't make it any better. So, uh, yes. Yeah, it's been just such a weird year of so many things. And that is one of them because the air quality and then just some logistical challenges. I mean, who would have thought that we would be having the skids go as late as they are in June? Mm-hmm. So poor guy. What about you, Taylor? Is there anything that you've seen that you thought was like a genius idea that you, that other people may have done during COVID for birthday parties? I thought the parade party was it. I thought that was pretty genius. Um, I, I mean, I think zoom parties are okay. I mean, just cause you still get to see people, um, to be quite honest, ever since, uh, the COVID restrictions happened with, with with mostly birthday parties more than anything because uh-huh. I think birthday parties are mainly a phase five ordeal at least the big ones the big indoor ones are like a last phase ordeal yeah I'm never going to plan a birthday a big birthday indoor crazy birthday party ever again because I finally feel like I'm not expected to do I, f- I feel like those expectations of me as a parent hosting birthday parties has finally gone let away it's melted off of me. Like I feel relieved. I'm going, you know, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, I, I I've decided that birth, big, huge birthday parties that are at Chuck E. Cheese or anything, they aren't going to be my thing anymore. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. Even I, if, even once things open up, I'm kind of done with that. I would rather just have play dates with a couple friends when things fully open up instead of even doing big birthday parties, because it overwhelms, it overwhelms. I mean, we'll always, we'll always love to go to someone's birthday party if they choose to do it at Chuck E. Cheese, but I no longer want to host a birthday party at an indoor place like that. You know, I'm, 
I've started to come to realize that, you know, I want to enjoy my daughter's birthday and I want her to enjoy her birthday. I don't have to want her or me to have to worry about making sure everybody's catered to. We just want to enjoy the time. That's really, and I feel like her birthday parties, I mean, even though they were good, we don't, I don't regret them or anything. I just, I just regret not feeling more relaxed and I regret her not feeling more relaxed and not too overstimulated. And, and I'm just ready for things to be a little more relaxed and simple. And that's why I, I want to do the park because uh, I mean, if it's going to rain badly, we won't do it. But, and she under, and Skylar understands that she understands, you know, she's so used to being, she's so used to last minute changes. She's just so used to it. And it's, it sounds negative, but it's not, she's very, she's adapted really well yeah. to, uh, to uh, last minute changes. And, you know, I'm okay with saving money too. I, I can't, I can't believe how much money I spent over the years doing other birthday parties at indoor facilities. I, I just can't, I can't, I no longer have the energy for it, nor the fine, the funds. So Completely. I'll just have separate play dates with her friends and other people that just seems more relaxing to me. Yeah. One of the things that we did for Caleb's birthday, his was in um, January. And again, I didn't have my auction that I was putting on this year. <clears throat> and the thing that he asked for, because we were still in obviously COVID restrictions, because it was January, he asked for an online among us party kind of activity. That's cool. Yeah. So we... And that, and and that coincides too, because Among Us is kind of, isn't it kind of video game related? It is. It's totally video game related. So it works with the online thing it's then. Totally it works well together. Yeah. So you don't have to play it online. You just put like the Among Us game, like on your cell phone or your iPad, yeah. and then you're on a Zoom call with your other friends and you're in a private little room that you give all your friends the code. So you're all in the room and all they do is just talk to themselves. Oh my gosh. Like, oh, I'm doing this act or I'm doing this task and la la la. Oh, 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 I found a dead person. You know, so they still are talking on the camera, but they're all you know in home and it was fun. He had a blast. And it didn't cost. I have a feeling. I have a feeling more video game franchises are going to be doing virtual parties like that. You know, let's say you could do something like similar to Chuck E. Cheese or bumpers or whatever. Yeah. Do something. Do 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 like one big package online where it doesn't cost too much. And the birthday boy gets a certain amount of coins to do whatever with his character. You know, you know, you know what I'm. Totally. You know what I'm where I'm getting at. Yeah. So I just have a feeling it's going to become more inclusive like that. Yeah. So the moral of the story was they had a blast. They played, you know, I don't remember exactly how many like rounds that they played of the Among Us. And mm -hmm. he was completely happy. And I'm pretty sure I did DoorDash. So we had food delivered to our house. Mm -hmm. And he was just happy as could be. Like best birthday, one of the best birthday parties he says he has ever had. Birthday parties yeah. that never actually happened ever. So there you go. It's like a birthday party that didn't happen, but did if that mm -hmm. makes any sense. But anyway, so it was kind of fun. And now even for John's birthday, which was February 18th, we were like, okay, what do we want to do for John's birthday? And once again, the kids resoundingly vo or voted to do an among us party for John's birthday. So we <laughs> all had to get online. We had to get on the zoom. And, um, so we, it, it was just fun, easy, fun, cheap entertainment, but I'll take it. Well, thank you ladies for joining me. I appreciate it. We're going to go ahead and wrap up this episode of Isaac's Autism Wild podcast. And that's it for now. If you want to be notified of our next podcast release, be sure to hit subscribe. And just remember, we're all in this together. So find your tribe and hold them tight.